what is up what is going on we're going to continue with the tis the season for regain series like i said i'm going to be putting out a lot of content on this podcast uh going forward because it's just festive to say tis the season (laughs) right so we're going to talk about addiction i'm going to talk about how i beat addiction it's pretty interesting actually pretty interesting story um, if you would please go to bariatricbadass.com. Go follow Sharice's blogs. That girl's putting out a lot of really good content. Um, she's actually started a series of the things that she's learning from a week to week basis in her school. And she goes for her degree in exercise science and kinesiology, which may change because she wants to become an exercise physiologist. Pretty awesome. You know, I introduced this woman to fitness 10 years ago. Now she's about ready to pass me up. Unfair, but it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, addiction. Let's talk about Derek and addiction. Let's talk about what put Derek in a mental institution. It was his addiction. How did Derek get morbidly obese? He's addicted to food. Morbidly obese, addicted to food. Has weight loss surgery. Life chaos ensues. It is what it is. What are you going to do, right? You're either going to survive it. You're going to capitalize on it. If you see a bariatric patient who's on top of the world, who's had skin surgery, who is just perfect in your eyes, I swear to God, they suffered to get there. They suffered to get there. First of all, it's not easy to come up with the money for skin surgery. You can raise the money. Um, you could have, you know, family wealth or whatever. It's very rare. That's why I stand for everybody in the community that is not able to do stuff like that. The addicts, the alcoholics, the sex addicts, the shopping addicts, the smokers. That's why I represent Kava, which is a, if you research Kava, it's known in the Pacific Islands as nature's Xanax. That's exactly how it is. And I've talked about it before on this podcast about, you know, when you're drinking with your friends or you're even, you're drinking alone or with family or, you know, your loved one or whatever, and you get that feeling and you're starting to get tipsy. Yeah. That's what Kava makes you feel like, but it's very short, you know, like 15, 20 minutes tops. And then you're back down. Well, to someone who has got a horrible addiction problem because I can't eat my feelings, I can't feed my demons with Twinkies and cupcakes and fucking pizza, I found myself waking up in the middle of the night taking kava like a zombie. What was supposed to be only two cups a night turned into like nine, nine and 11 down there. Nine to 11 cups, coffee cup size. Back in April, pre-April, if you seen me on video with a coffee mug, it usually had coffee in it. I guess what it is, I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to lie to people about how perfect it is to be bariatrica, how easy it is to just dominate your weight loss surgery journey, because it's not. You want to get where all the people you look up, you look up to are at. You got big followings. They look happy. They're beautiful. They've suffered to get there. 
When I talk about suffering, I don't mean mild suffering. I don't mean they had to do get up and go to the gym every morning or had to get up and meal prep. That ain't suffering. That's, that's not suffering. If you think that's suffering, you got another thing coming, right? That's something that you have to do just on a regular basis. It's something that has to become a habit in order for you to have a productive life. But that's not the suffering I'm talking about. I'm talking about suffering from whatever reason made you morbidly obese. People just don't become obese. Sharice has put a lot of research into um, genealogy. I can't remember what you fucking call it, but that there, it, it is possible to change your genes so your bloodline isn't affected by obesity. My bloodline is affected by obesity. The majority of my family is morbidly, morbidly obese with the exception of probably one person. I had three people in my family who had weight loss surgery, including myself. Um, two of those weight loss surgeries are unsuccessful. I'm the only successful one. But you know what? I was unsuccessful for a long time. I really, really was. I luckily faced death, kissed the lips of what would have been my death. She used to be raising the kids by herself right now. If I wouldn't have fucking had the balls to get myself institutionalized, to take time off work, to expose myself to my coworkers, to my boss, to my family, that I'm an addict and I need help. The best decisions I ever made. But how did I beat addiction? Honestly, I didn't. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever happened to you, in your past that's made you habitually want to treat whatever those feelings are, whether you were molested as a child or your heart was ripped out of your chest by someone who you dearly loved or whatever. Those feelings are going to go away. You can get therapy. You can seek medications. It's starting to ring pretty hard, so hopefully you can still hear me. You can get magic medications. You can treat yourself with uh, therapy, like I said. But those demons are going to be there unless you really put the effort into treat them at a professional level. I have a horrible addiction to Kratom. Kratom, of course, is like an anti-inflammatory that has become a big problem. The way I am dealing with getting off of that Kratom is I'm transferring my addiction to something else. There's a billion different things that you can transfer your addiction to that's going to be no better than the one before. So I make a lot of content. I make a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of content on TikTok. I do a lot of con- con- bleh, content on Instagram. My addiction is looking for people that I can help. And doing it in a very aggressive fashion to where it reprograms my mind that me going out and making my sacrifice, making a sacrifice to staying up a little bit later, uh, spending an hour, or even I've spent two hours on a uh, video call with somebody before, and they weren't even a paid client. They were just someone who was needing somebody to talk to. I make that sacrifice that feeds the demons in me. 
you can't you can't put a drug high on somebody that can replace what it feels like to have somebody say to you it's because of you I'm where I'm at probably one of the most greatest highs you'll ever feel. You should try it. You should definitely try it because we're all in this community together. I've been saying from the get-go that this community can be ran by the people in it, not the corporations. So when I talk about corporations, I mean bariatric pal. I mean, all these supplement companies that are in this community. I mean, Dr. Vaughn. Dr. Vaughn talks more about COVID than he does about weight loss surgery. COVID, COVID's money right there. You talk about it, you know what you're talking about. You're a doctor. You're respected as a, someone who has knowledge in it. When all you really got to do is do some research. I actually uh, purchased a doc, doctor costume. The uh, jacket, the stethoscope. The funky uh, eyeglasses that made my eyes really huge. It was really, really fun, actually. Um, and I made a few videos, but I haven't put them out yet because I look like a complete dork. But, uh, yeah. So my advice to you, if you had weight loss surgery, you have a story. If you're getting weight loss story, if you're, if you're getting weight loss surgery, you have a story happening. It is so important for you to pick up a video camera and record your journey. So when I say record your journey, that means from day one, turn on the camera, sit in front of it, get a tripod, maybe get a ring light and record your thoughts. I record, I have so many voice memo recordings that are on this podcast app that I haven't uploaded just because I needed to talk about something. Just because I felt that maybe someday somebody will have value, will find value behind what I'm talking about. And if I personally don't feel that there's enough value in that personal recording that I made, then I won't put it out. But I got 10, 15, 20 unrecord, I mean, unpublished podcasts that I put out yet that I might put out someday. Just for shits and giggles. It doesn't always work. You know, it's not getting into groups and talking to people. Sometimes I get negative re reactions and negative feedback. Sometimes I get positive feedback. Um, it doesn't take the place of what some of the, uh, like, like the creative and the stuff I do. It doesn't take the place of that, but it helps. You know, this, this war that I'm having against myself, um, of substance abuse. I've done so fucking much. I have done so, I have made so much progress in my substance abuse life that it's, I, I've, gone, I've come too far to stop now. I've come too far to let it break me now. I gotta fight. I gotta fight and I gotta fight. If I'm gonna fight, I gotta, if, if I, if you can't just be for myself, if you don't have self-love, like real self-love, then you need to find something to fight for. It could be your children. Sometimes it's bad to say, well, I do it for my children because sometimes you fuck your children over by falling back into your old habits. 
So take your story that you're building right now, put it on video, put it in blogs, or put it on a podcast. Because someday somebody's going to find value in it and it will change your life. And that's how I... Ways like ever better term beats addiction. Love you guys. Peace out.